Welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm your host, Jennifer Harris, indie author and blogger based here in St. Louis, Missouri. Here on the Writer's Block, we talk shop, have genre discussions, talk about writing strategies with the goal to encourage and uplift. The goal is always to keep you writing. The Writer's Block serves as a platform for indie authors and St. Louis local writers to keep you hip to what they're up to. Grab your pen and paper. We're about to circle the block. Again, my dearest ones, my fellow oracles, writers, and storytellers, it's Jen Harris once more yet again still to remind you to keep writing. And this week I'm a little under the weather, so kind of bear with me. Kind of nasally, but we're going to push through it. With this being our last meeting for the month of October, I thought I would leave you all with a few tips and tricks and resources as to how to overcome the fear of writing. Fearing what's on the inside of you. This week on the blog, Come Get Your Right Life, aka J.B. Harris Writing Services, I talked about imposter syndrome. Now, for those of you who may snicker at that, thinking that's something that's kind of contrived or or um, one of these false pseudoscience uh, diagnoses, it's actually not. Uh, imposter syndrome is known as the psychological this psychological condition, aka or thought pattern, where people who clearly have the accolades or academic backing or the talent to be somewhere or to achieve something believe that one day they're gonna they're going to be exposed as a fraud. Now, when I what I talked about on the blog, again, you can check this on http colon slash slash come get your right The title of the blog specifically is, let's talk about it, imposter syndrome. But what I want you to know as a writer, especially if you are freelancing or blogging or kind of making your way in the world and carving out your niche, the one thing that you will come across is imposter syndrome. Again, this is something that is very intra, meaning inside, very introspective. Sometimes in creating platforms or sustaining them, you will have those moments in time where you think that you're not good enough, where you think that what you're doing is not sustainable, that it won't be sustainable. Or people who may come across your site or come across your platform or ask your help may ask you something as it relates to theory or how you got to a certain conclusion about a certain matter and discover they may discover that you don't have quote the academic backing unquote to do what it is that you do and sometimes that does resonate with us as creative people because we're so used to being able to just again create or imagine what is it we need whenever we might need it but the one thing about imposter syndrome that I found out for myself and also as I wrote this particular blog post is imposter syndrome is also wrapped up in other people's opinions. What does that mean? It means that there is a portion of you that still is attached to what other people think about you. And the one thing that my mom consistently tells me is that what other people think about you is not your business. 
What other people think about you is not their, is not your business. As it relates to writing and creativity and making your own space and maintaining your own space and owning your own space, there will be people who co- who will come to you even if you get the academic backing that you believe will soothe those doubts and hush the naysayers. You still may come across people who be- who may believe that you should not be doing what is it you're doing just by virtue of the fact that you're doing it. Now, what does that mean? That means people will always have something to say, no matter what it is that you're doing. Get used to the chatter. Get used to the chatter. The more you create, the more popular you become, the more noticeable you become, the more people will have something to say. It's the coin of the realm. You have to get used to that. The other thing you need to know about the fear of writing is that it is ongoing. There will be certain projects that you are gung-ho about. There are certain projects that you will encounter which will scare the bejesus out of you. There are also certain genres if you decide to cross over which may intimidate you. Uh, case in point, if you are known or comfortable, comfortable writing nonfiction, fiction may be literally you, you jumping into the ocean from a springboard. It may just be completely overwhelming. You may just feel completely out of your element. But the one thing that I have encountered, even with uh, myself and my own career, as it relates to writing, is fear of writing is manageable. It's the fear of it's the fear of writing that is not manageable. What does that mean? That means that if you are a writer, that's what you're supposed to do. You write. Now, the brilliant and lovely. Audrey Lord says that writing for writers is like breathing. There, there are moments in time where you don't write and it is crushing and it's horrible because you're, you're a writer. That's what you do. You record the world around you. You take what is not said or not seen and make it visible and heard. And to not have the power or wherewithal or even the desire to do that is crushing but I will tell you this there is a way to combat this the way that you combat the fear of writing is of course always by writing the second thing you can do is step away from the work I know that that may sound a little abrasive but if you step away from the work even for a little bit and rest, eat, whatever, binge on Netflix, go walk outside. If you step away from the work for a moment, you it allows yourself to recenter. It allows your creative being to reorganize itself, to rest, regenerate. Sometimes you need that as a writer. You need that space to be able to say, you know what, look, I can't get I can't do the words today. Words are hard today. I can't do it. Let me go ahead and do something else. And that's okay too. But the goal is to keep writing. Now, I know that may, that may sound kind of like a taskmaster, 
but trust and believe it is not. It's your reminder that you still, before you are a writer, you are a person. You are a human being with with flaws, faults, issues, and hangups just like anyone else. It just so happens you have this extra dose of creativity. And sometimes with that extra dose of creativity, it can bog you down. You can kind of feel scattered. You can feel not good enough. You can feel that even with all your achievements, somebody may tell you that that is all invalid. And, and if someone does come up to you and tell you that all your work is invalid, it's not invalid because someone else says it is. That's that imposter syndrome. You cannot have your validation wrapped up in what other people think. If you are wrapped up in that, let me help, let me help you with um, a little bit of wisdom from Clifford T.I. Harris. T.I. on his podcast Expeditiously, which is J.B. Harris approved, on his podcast Expeditiously, he, he gave this quote, if you live by the cheers, you will die by the booze. If you live by the cheers, you'll die by the booze. So you cannot have your life or your wealth, wealth or level of comfort or satisfaction or achievement be determined by what other people think. And sometimes that's hard as creative people because we, we create so people can enjoy, so people can discuss, so people can figure out, you know, if they see themselves in our work or can they be inspired? Can they be energized? Can they feel something? Can something be evoked? Can something be provoked? Can something be, can something be even quelled? I'm sorry, or quelled within them? However, your talent Your passion, your project cannot be dictated by other people. Everything that you have worked for to this point is valid. Everything that you have tried to do and even failed at is valid. The things that you were blessed enough to continue at even after failing is valid. There's a... uh, there's another, there was another, um, of these, you know, riotous at points, Facebook memes that talk, that talk about failure. One of those is I never lose when I win. I win. Even when I fail, I win because you're always, you're always either going to learn or have a victory. You're either going to learn or have a victory. Even the stuff that you try to do that did not work. Examine that revamp it and keep going failure is but a map write that down put that on put that as your screensaver put that on your notes on your phone record that make it a meme but remember failure is only a map it is not a destination one of the things that catches us up as writers is is the fear of failure where we think oh nobody's gonna read my book Nobody's going to like this. I don't think I should write it. You know, black people don't do horror. I want to write romance, but I don't want to do urban fiction. I want to do this again. Your talent is not dictated to by other people. That's one. Failure is but a, is but a map, not a destination. And three, you cannot let your talent be, divine, be determined by the cheers or boos of people. I want you today to let this be the last day that you allow 
what other people think to determine what you write about. Now, that's not saying that you need to be ignorant of the culture or desensitized to critics. Critics, for the most part, that's what they do. They pull things apart. They look for meaning. And in looking for meaning, they find a way to either criticize what, you, what you've written or created or they disregard it as drivel or they praise it. But at the same time, it's not determined by them. The wealth and quality of the work is not determined by other people. It's determined by you. You are your first, you are your first audience. Toni Morrison says it this way, and I'm sure I've quoted her many times over the course of season one, but here I go again. You have the book you want. If there's a book you want to read, you have to write it. You might have to write it. She said in an interview, it's so odd to mention her in past tense, but she said in an interview that she finished writing the bluest eye because she wanted to see what happened. She wanted to see how it ended. So you have to be able to dissociate almost as it were from your work and the audience. Because there will be people who love everything that you put out. And there will be people who love some of the stuff you put out. And then there'll be some people who don't like anything that you put out. But the first person you write for is you. So let's get into the things that can be hangups to you writing. Grab a pen. It wouldn't be an episode of the writer's block without giving you some tools. Now I want you to make on your piece of paper, on your phone or whatever device that you're listening on. I want you to make a mental list or a physical list of three things as it relates to why you haven't written, why you won't go back to writing or what things may be hindering you from writing. The first question you need to ask yourself is what do I want to say? The second question you need to ask yourself is what do I think other people want me to say? And the last thing I want you to write down is what am I scared to say? Now, between those three questions, you have your answer. What does that mean? That means that whatever hindrances that you're coming, that you're coming up against Whatever forces that are opposing your creativity can be categorized in these three ways. What things am I trying to say that I'm not quite saying? And, or what thing am I, say, am I struggling to say? Or do I believe other people want me to say? And the last one is, what am I scared to say? I want you to take those questions and really apply them this week. I really want you to look at the work in progress that you have. I want you to be able to make a rational, sentient decision about what it is that you want to write about or what has stopped you from writing about these things. What has occurred inside of your own person, inside of your own being, because that's where your talent resides. It doesn't doesn't reside in anyone else. 
It's not affirmed by anyone else. Your talent, your, your proclivity to language is dependent upon you. Meaning, only you can write what you want to write about. People can give you questions, people can give you hints, and you can people watch and get information that way. You can get inspiration from a myriad of places. But all in all, when it boils down, the talent lies within you. So in that, in these three areas, I want you to really consider what it is that you want to do and what is it you're trying to do and the things that you are, you may be afraid to do because it all boils down to those, literally those three questions. If you can answer those, you are one step closer to creating your work in progress. We know as of the date of this broadcast, we're about maybe a week to 10 days out of NaNoWriMo. For those of you who are unaware of that, NaNoWriMo is this worldwide writing contest for a National Novel Writing Month, which is NaNoWriMo, which is always in November. So with the with Nano with NaNoWriMo upon us, it is now it's really actually the perfect time to really begin to think about what you want to write about and what is it that may stop you from writing about it? You know, do, again, do you want to change your genre? Do you want to change the voice you write in? Do you want to change your pen name? I mean, what is what are your hindrances? What are your hangups? What are you trying to confront in order to get your draft done? Because the power lies in you to get these things done. And I have supreme faith in you that you can do these things. So, after you have examined these questions, examined your answers, done some internal work as to what things are hindering you, begin to push those things out of the way. I know you're asking, well, Jen, how do I do that? You begin to push these things out of the way that as it relates to your creativity, one, which is what I subscribe to often, is that you have a dedicated time or space to actually write. And you take the shackles off of your own talent. Take the handcuffs off your own talent. Trust, uh, Maya Angelou says it this way, trust life a little bit. Trust that what you have on the inside of you is going to be dope. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a fresh take. It's not going to be what everyone else is writing because you're not everyone else. So what I want you to do this week, especially heading into NaNoWriMo is that you begin that internal work. These questions will help you, but you need to do the internal work to push past them and do what needs to be done, AKA the work as James Baldwin says. But again, to remind you, you push past these barriers, you push past these hindrances by examining what are you trying to say? What do people want me to say? And what am I scared to say? If you're scared to say something, why is that? Again, break it down bullet bullet point by bullet point. Let it be let it be a worksheet of sorts. And as it relates to what people want you to say, why are you dicta- why are you letting your 
talent be dictated to by other people. Again, do that internal work. Write that out. Journal it. Scream it out or go on a run and talk and talk to God about that. However you process, do that. And what do you and what is that you want to say is your key. If you can answer what is it that you want to say, regardless of anything else, the work will be much easier. I believe in you. You can do it. Happy writing. The time has come again for me to leave you with your words, drafts, and thoughts. Be encouraged and keep writing. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio engineering and its production for this podcast. If you are a blogger, indie author, host a platform that supports indie authors, or have a project or book that you'd like to promote, reach out to us. Send us an email at circlethewritersblock, all one word, at gmail.com. Remember, if you can think it up, you can write it down. See y'all next time when we circle the block.